Tony G Radio Your station, your creation Welcome to our new show with Revive MS Support Over this series, we'll meet some of the people involved with Revive The leading provider of support for people in the west of Scotland Who are affected by multiple sclerosis Revive's purpose-built centre is located in Govan, Glasgow in this episode, we'll be discussing winter issues and how to manage these seasonal challenges. First, we speak with Jill French, lead physiotherapist, and Darren Lightbody, physio assistant, about indoor and other exercise options. A very, very warm welcome to the podcast, guys. Would you mind introducing yourself for everyone, please? Hi, I'm Darren, and I'm a physio assistant here at Revive. And I'm Jill, and I'm one of the physios at um, Revive MS Support. I've been here about seven or eight years, um, so I'm quite excited to do this today. Oh, well, thank you so much, guys, for taking a little bit of time today to share some tips and advice for folks who are looking to ex- get some exercise, a little bit of fitness during these winter months. So what sort of specific tips and advice would you give to people who are looking to exercise at this time of year? You know, it's a, it's darker, it's colder, there might be some inclement weather that, that uh, prevents people from doing maybe some of the, the more obvious summer activities. So what would you guys recommend? Uh, firstly, um, it's just um, deciding what you're capable of doing and what times you're able to do things at so for example yeah it's going to get darker a lot earlier and a lot later in the morning so just getting outside and moving would be my kind of first thing for people to do getting some fresh air getting out in a park getting surrounded by some greenery would be the first option but again if the weather's a bit rubbish as it tends to be in this part of the world then I would suggest maybe a gym membership if that's something that, that you can do walking on a treadmill walking on a bike would be a great start and um, I would love more people to do some strength training as well. So, yeah, a foundation of strength training and a little, a little bit of cardio sprinkled on top would be a good place to start in the gym. What what's what do you sort of mean by strength training? Strength training, resistance training, it, it depends on where the person's at and on their journey. So it could be um, body weight for some people. It could be using an external load like a dumbbell, kettlebell, barbell, Um and uh, doing movement patterns um, with added load. So you've got fundamental movement patterns like a squat or a push. That could be a push-up for the push. Um, it could be a goblet squat um, when you're in the gym doing some squats. Or it could be a bodyweight squat if you're just starting out. And what about you? What would you recommend, Jill? Um, so I think exercise is something you need to do all year round. And I think actually in winter it's almost more important to keep going. Um, and as Darren says, we have a lot less light at this time of year in Scotland, but it's still really important to get outside and um, get some of that vitamin D um, through the winter. That helps keep us going, pushes back any kind of um, seasonal affective disorder, things like that. So if you can get outside, um, just take note of the conditions. So I would say do what you love to do and you have always loved to do but just adapt it a little bit so just take note of the conditions so if it's a bit slippy underfoot think about your footwear um if it's um icy do you need any more support to help you walk do you want to take somebody with you if your conditions are a wee bit more inclement there is a saying as billy Connolly says there's no such thing as bad weather just the wrong clothing so think about your footwear think about your clothing and if you can get outside we're really lucky in Glasgow we have the most amazing parks and a lot of our parks have got places some of the benches that you might sit on might have hints and tips for different exercises so um, think about where you can go there's a lovely park in Victoria Park which has got some benches that has um, little plaques alongside that give you hints and tips for exercise so first and foremost Get outside if you can, get that vitamin D and enjoy um, the changing seasons that we have. That's so good for your mental well-being as well as your physical well-being. So walking, um, think about exercises in some of our parks. um, And if you can't get outside, there is so much that you can do inside. And Darren's talked about gym membership, which is fantastic. Um, but there's so much you can do in the house um, you can think about um, squats, you can think about just doing sit to stand, so getting on and off your chair for 30 seconds 
Um, you can use weights if you've got them at home. If you haven't, you can get the old tins out of the cupboard or put some bottles of water in plastic bags, use those as weights. You can even put a little backpack on and put some bottles of water in your backpack and that can be an added load um, for that strength training that, that Darren has talked about, which is so important. So absolutely strength training, um, but in an environment that you love to do it in so that can be outside it can be sit just dancing a park bench it can be at a gym with weights it can be at home with a little backpack on and some water and do some sit to stands um, on and off a, a chair that you've got at home there is so much that you can do we've we've sort of strayed a wee bit into the what can you do at home but i'm wondering if we can just backtrack a tiny tiny bit about about the park and you had mentioned maybe there are signs on the benches I know that in some of the parks in my local park they have these outdoor uh, exercise machines um, are, are potentially any of those worth checking out? Absolutely and I think the principle is doing what you love to do there's a phrase that I use probably overuse but you can't bank exercise mm. you can't do it in June and then not think about it again till March next year um, so take up what's on offer so if you do like to get outside and you have got a park near you that has those facilities just explore them if you're not sure perhaps think about somebody else who's used them get some hints and tips and advice or a lot of the equipment in the parks is similar to some of the equipments you might find in gyms so you might want to think about getting some advice from somebody in a gym and then taking it to the parks outside but most of that equipment has got really clear instructions so just take a moment to read the instructions and um, yeah absolutely use the facilities that are available that's grand. Darren, do you have any other tips and tricks for folks who maybe can't get outside at this time of year? Well, just to echo what Joe says, I think the environment that you create is super important. Um, if not the most important factor, it's about creating an, uh, or being surrounded in an environment that you enjoy being in. So be at your house or with some nice music playing that motivates you to being outside. I think that is central. To, to people finding what works for them in that aspect um, and if you're in the house a thing that I like to do with some clients is um, if you're sitting down a lot it's making sure that you're moving every hour or so so when the commercials come on in a TV show use that as a trigger to trigger you to maybe get up and walk to the kitchen if you're going to make a cup of tea or boil the kettle it might be every time you put the kettle on that's a trigger for you doing some form of movement be it kind of push-ups against the kitchen worktop or some calf raises or some squats just using triggers that are already things that you already do in your life and set that as a trigger for a new habit be it um, drinking an, an extra glass of water or doing some form of movement but um, it's uh, that makes it a lot easier for someone to piggyback new habits into things that they already do uh, in their life so that's a, a, kind of a tip that I would do if people want to make some changes. We've got some really good tips here about how to um, make these new habits and these new um, exercises more achievable, you know, and realistic and actually work into someone's life. Um, I know that sometimes when I've been a bit reluctant to do some fitness or even some exercise, I've found that sometimes doing it with some pals helps because I've committed to someone else that I'm going to do a thing um, but then once I get there there's almost that extra added bonus of of being social as well as it's uh, as getting some exercise. it's almost like a wee trick I trick myself you know with with social time to, to actually get the exercise done do you think that there's potentially some benefit for folks in and maybe doing this in a small group or at least with one other person Oh, absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of evidence that supports if you can combine that social support, that motivation with the exercise, then that people keep going to sustain it for longer. Um, so if you can, um, and there are groups that you enjoy doing, there's loads of walking groups as well in Glasgow that you can tap into. There's bound to be something in your area if you look at your local kind of um, websites. Um, there are... Um, you can buddy up if you've got somebody else with similar level of ability and interests um, and that always really really works if you think the thing the thing about exercise really is it's about routine so it's about building into your work your week 
um, so that you don't have to think about it almost it's just something that you do so if you can think about your weekly routine and then start to add in um, your exercise it makes it much more sustainable um, so there are if you have got somebody that you can do it with um, yes but um, there are also oodles of websites and online things so I think that's one of the things that the, the lockdown um, did for us is that every, everything went online certainly in Revive with a lot of our um, MS clients we will direct them there's a lot of MS specific exercises and activities they can use things like Scottish Ballet have a specific um, website an online um, thing that they can use for people with MS but they have other classes as well so go online have a look and again it's about what you love to do there will be Pilates classes online there will be yoga classes online um, there will be loads of YouTubes there will be strength and conditioning classes there's hundreds of them Joe Wicks um, again lots of resources out there so yes buddy up if you can if you can't, then just think about a routine. Think about building it into your DNA so it's not something you have to think about doing. It's just something that you do. There are also, there's a Live Active scheme in Glasgow and it is an absolutely fantastic scheme and your health professional, your NHS health professional, can you refer you into that? You can go through your GP or if you have a physio or somebody else or nurse that you're working with and they can refer you into the Live Active scheme and they have um, a fantastic range of classes from balance and strength and uh, coordination, lots and lots and folds, lots of different classes that you could tap into through Live Active. So if you do need that extra bit of support and guidance and you're not sure speak to a health professional or go to your GP and they can refer you into the live active scheme as well there's a lot of really good advice there for for all all folks really this is a really difficult time of year to to be motivated um, and I think that there's some really great advice that you guys have given folks to to make this um, doable and sustainable um, with interest someone's interest being maybe one of the key hooks um, I know that uh, there are some forms of exercise that I am more um, uh, likely to engage in than others and so you know I can appreciate that that someone who's maybe perhaps starting out working in some exercise to their to their routine you know might feel a little overwhelmed by some of the options out there but definitely starting with what someone's interested in and will respond to is a great place to start um, is there anything else that you guys would like to um, pass along to folks change is hard so if you know you will come off the rails as I say to people and just accept that that's part of the process it's nothing to get despondent about it will happen um, and it's just a, an opportunity for you to refocus take a, a, a bit of downtime to come back on and be even stronger when you uh, kind of move back towards your habits so it's difficult you will kind of um, drop off but that's just an opportunity for you to, to get back on it Anything else Jill? No, I'm just going to echo what Darren said, really. So starting a new habit is as hard as giving up a bad one. And you will lapse and you will relapse, but just be kind to yourself and doing something is better than doing nothing at all. So, um, yeah, just be kind to yourself and um, start with something that you love doing and build from there. Thank you so much, guys. I know that this is going to be helpful to all sorts of folks who are maybe looking to improve their health, particularly those with MS when this can be a, a more challenging time of year. So thank you so much for, for taking some time today. Thank you. Thanks. Sunny G Radio. Your station, your kitchen. Next, we hear from Alan Stephen, Welfare and Benefits Officer, and Gareth, a client at Revive, about financial challenges and how to manage and lessen their impacts. Thank you very much for joining us for a wee chat. Um, would you mind introducing yourself for everyone, please? My name's Alan Stephen. I'm a Welfare and Benefits Officer at Revive MS Support. And you? I'm Gareth Smart. Uh, I've got MS and I'm a client at Revive. 
Thanks very much, fellas. Um, We're going to be chatting a wee bit about cost of living, about um, support that folks can access. um, And uh, so I really appreciate you guys taking some time to just um, share that with everybody here. So, Gareth, can you tell us a wee bit about your story and how winter impacts you? Uh, Winter's uh, a bad one. It's a pain's... Yeah, a big one. Like I get like numbness and tingling as well. In the dark, vertigo. And yeah, there's a, there's a whole mixture of things. It's just makes winter a nightmare if you don't get your temperature right, which is hard to regulate as well. <laughs> it's all up and down. I know that this is a can be a tough time of year for a lot of folks, and it's sort of going to be quite insightful for me anyway to to hear how it specifically affects you considering there's there's some things that are a little bit harder to manage during the winter and um, how are you dealing with some of these gareth one of the worst ones for me is trying to walk my dog because when i'm cold it's it's worse once i get back home i seize up pretty much and i'm sore and stiff and can't really do anything for the rest of the day but I still try and keep as active as possible. I try and keep the heating off as much as I can because of, obviously, expenses and things. Again, trying to regulate my heat, which is already difficult to regulate. It doesn't help anything. It's just <laughs> constant battle to try and get the right temperature, I see. Once I'm kind of relaxed and things, everything kind of eases up a bit. But, yeah, definitely feel it a lot worse in the winter. Are there... Are, are there any sort of um, low-cost remedies that you found helpful? And I know, for example, um, I'm quite partial to a hot water bottle. Does does that, for example, bring you any relief? Is that maybe something uh, worth... A hot, a hot water bottle's definitely a, a good starting point, yeah. I've, I've got an electric blanket on my bed, so i have that on for a little bit just to take the chill off of it which is good. Uh, That helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Definitely helps a lot. And obviously layers, comfy layers. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking maybe we cuddle with the dog. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. (laughs) They're good for a lot of things, but definitely um, as a substitute hot water bottle, I find mine mine provide that benefit too. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Alan, after listening to some of the concerns and and struggles that that Gareth has during the winter, um, what support can you point people towards that's out there for people who are maybe having similar similar troubles as Gareth? Yes, thank you, Gareth. That was very interesting. I think the thing to start off by saying is if you're struggling with the cost of living, you should check if you can claim benefits uh, or increase your current benefits. Life changes all the time, as do benefits. So it's important to keep up to date with how you're keeping and are you able to claim benefits. You might be able to claim certain benefits that you'd be entitled to, even if you work, have savings or own your own home. For instance, universal credit, if you are sick or disabled, may get you more financial help and you may not need to look for work if that's something that's worrying you I've got to get work but I'm not really feeling well enough for it universal credit is a wonderful benefit that does greatly help other things that can be of a great support to people over and above universal credit would be the adult disability benefit this is a a tremendous new benefit it's come in replaced you may have heard of PIP or Disability Living Allowance you may still be getting these two older benefits that's fine but Basically, adult disability benefit, it provides for daily living and mobility needs. And that's something, if you have got a disability, you should inquire about. It's excellent. It's run by Social Security Scotland. Another thing that's very helpful is employment and support allowance. If you've paid your national insurance over the last two years, but maybe work's getting harder, or indeed you're maybe having to cut your hours, that again is an excellent benefit there, a reasonable income, and it gives you that extra support. Plus, if you have paid your national insurance contributions over the last two years, the uh, Employment Support Allowance make a contribution towards your state pension, which is a phenomenal help if you're worried, am I going to be able to work up until my retirement date? Another thing, if you've reached state pension age, um, you should maybe consider attendance allowance and also claim for pension credit 
if you if the pension you're getting that might be your company pension is 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 is, is quite low. So there's a good top up there with pension credit, but attendance allowance looks at the aspects of care that you might need. Not so much like adult disability benefit, which deals with daily living and mobility, but attendance allowance actually says, look, I need 12-hour care. I, I need someone to come in and help me, or carer, uh, or it could be 24 hours. And maybe your partner is, is struggling a wee bit helping you in these things. Now, another excellent allowance is um, the carer's allowance. So again, maybe your partner is looking after you over 35 hours a week and, and had to give up their work to do that, then a carer's allowance uh, is certainly worth considering. And another one, that's, and this is probably a final one just now, would be a council tax reduction. If you live on your own, then you may be aware of this, but you could get a 25% reduction in your council tax. But if it's the reduction is due to a disability, if you need reduction due to disability, then that again, the council, your council would look at your banding just now for your house. Let's say, for instance, it's band F, then it would reassess and you would only pay band E. So the, the, the saving there for you is in the reduced banding on your house if you have a disability. Now, just to finally say, um, I, I think... A great website, if, if you're able to check this out through Google, is the Citizens Advice website. And if you Google in, check what benefits you can get. Okay, so into Citizens Advice, check what benefits you can get. And it's great. It really underscores a lot of what I've been saying and give you great help. But there is tons of great pointers there, Alan. Thank you so much. I know that perhaps, you know, even someone starting to, to investigate some of these options, but, you know, you yourself at the, at the beginning there said that these are always changing. Someone's um, circumstances are changing, the benefits available and the process that goes with accessing them changes. And this can, I can imagine, probably seem quite daunting for someone. So it's excellent pointers there, Alan, you know, for at least where somebody can start to get to grips with some of this and start to access support that will really make a difference to someone's life. This is a tough time of year um, for, you know, some of the reasons that you were, were, were speaking about, Gareth. You know, having access to Alan's expertise here, you know, will, will be life-changing in a lot of, you know, sort of circumstances. How has your experience been, Gareth, with um, finding support with some of of these quite cumbersome and bureaucratic processes. I have to say, first of all, Alan's been absolutely amazing. He's, I wouldn't be where I am at the moment without Alan. He's helped me 100% of the way. <laughs> He's been there and he really knows his stuff inside out, I would say almost. And, you know, it can be, I can imagine, not the most pleasant experience, let's be honest, no, you know, sort not. of having to, to start to investigate the benefit system and, and what other support is out there. You know, there's that's a tough one, I think, when, when folks find themselves in a place where, where maybe they do need some help. And so saying to everyone out there listening, you may be um, just starting out with an MS diagnosis in particular, um, you know, I would signpost a million, million times and shout it from the, the mountaintops, you know, the, the sort of good work that Revive does and particularly the support that you offer folks Alan and because it will change the way that somebody can live their life and you know having an MS diagnosis is hard enough um, you know without the rest of this on top of it so you know I'm really glad to hear Gareth that that you've gotten some support here from Revive and you know hopefully that some of those things become a bit easier um, and there's less worry perhaps in your life how how is the best way Alan for somebody to start going about accessing this we know from the everything that you've just said that there are options out there and you did direct folks um, sort of initially to maybe citizens advice but what other options are there out there for people to get started yeah i'll just say in answer to that question the important thing is not to compare yourself with other people you might look okay but you've maybe got a, a disability that affects you and that's going to be different from another person who has a similar disability or a completely different disability. So don't feel you can't apply for a benefit. If you've got needs there, 
then you should seek that help. So please don't put yourself down thinking, I'm not as bad as someone else. Now, to answer the question, if you have multiple sclerosis at Revive, we can look after you and help you with a whole raft of benefits, some of which I've I've mentioned. It's just identifying your needs. All all you would need to do would be to contact Revive um, in person or by phone, 945-3344, and just make an appointment, and we'll be delighted to, to see you. If you don't have MS... Um, then I would recommend I'll just give you two names to contact there are a lot of great agencies out there but obviously Citizens Advice uh, and Money Matters are two very prominent organisations that that really do help you and do understand what you can apply for and the help you can be given at this tough time in in all our finances Thank you very much Alan for that I suppose Gareth I'm I'm interested in if you have any advice or tips that you would want to share with anybody who may be facing a similar sort of circumstance where they have an MS diagnosis and they're needing to sort of start to investigate some of the um, the welfare and benefit options out there. Do you have any advice for folks who might find themselves in that position? For me personally, uh, my the first thing I did was uh, contact Citizens Advice and speaking to them I spoke to the same guy a few times and the help is brilliant they have a lot of information they know where you should be going for things and it's just without that I would have been lost as well basically now I'm not so lost I suppose I'm really glad to hear that, you know, sort of between uh, these various organisations and and specifically the services and support that happens here at Revive that, you know, that it is helping, um, you know, at the end of the day. That's, that's, I think, what everybody here at the centre is working towards is to help folks. Um, So I'm really pleased to hear that, that that's been a benefit to you, Gareth. Is there anything else that you guys would like to add? One little thing, again, similar to what I've said, have the courage to investigate and obviously at Revive if, if we can have any help to you in any way, if you have MS then we'll be delighted to to, to try and find out what your needs are and, and try and match these needs okay. a, a wee question actually that I've, I've just thought there um, we've spoken a wee bit Alan specifically about folks with MS but you did mention carers at one point are, are there avenues of, of support and advice for folks who are caring for in, for others? Excellent question. Yes, there are indeed. Often a client will come and see me uh, with MS and they're depending on their, their partner, their wife or their husband to do so many things for them, help them in so many ways. So our policy here at Revive is to help family members of our client so things like carers allowance without a doubt we would help the carer access the carers allowance to name but one benefit but yes we're always here to help family members of clients as well thank you that's brilliant no i i know that um that the support and the care that that's provided here at revive does extend to to folks beyond um, those who have have MS. So I, I just wanted to make sure that um, those who are perhaps supporting folks know that there is uh, help and a bit of relief for them out there as well, because MS affects, you know, sort of impacts whole family units. So um, it's it's good to know that those those are out there for, for folks too. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for Probably taking a few minutes. Um, and... I and sort of uh, will underline that um, that there is some great support, particularly around uh, benefits and welfare here at Revive MS. So, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sunny G Radio, your station, your creation. Now we chat to Andrew Kennedy, cafe manager at Revive, about food, and he shares some great cooking tips. Thank you so much for joining us. We have an extra special guest for a wee chat here. Could you please introduce yourself for everyone? My name's Andrew Kennedy. I'm cafe manager at Revive. I've previously chefed in places all over Scotland. Uh, then, well, I can um, imagine that you are a busy fella down in the kitchen. So taking a little moment to, to speak with us. I um, really, really appreciate that, Andrew. 
Um, we are here to chat a little bit about some winter cooking tips. Um, and we're going to be talking about winter food. And what is one of your favorites, Andrew, and how do you go about making? I think soups and stews are, are great at this time of year. Lots of variety and easy to make. Soups are a really good way to get nutrition in. A good soup is lentil. You need uh, sliced onions or diced carrots, diced or grated turnip, sliced leek and cubed potatoes. Start off by washing all your veg and wash 500 grams of lentils too. Leave them to soak in water until you're ready to add them to the pot. Fry the leek and onion for about 5 minutes. Add carrot and cook for another 2 minutes. Then add the turnip and cook for a further 5 minutes. Add the stock gradually. You don't want to add it all at once. It'll wash out the flavour. Two veg stocks of 500ml of, uh, of, of water and 500 grams of lentils. Add potatoes once the lentils start to cook. Add salt and pepper and taste and finish if you need a, a bit extra. And add um, fresh or dried parsley. That's optional. If you don't have access to lentils, or maybe you just don't like them, Andrew, are there any other options for folks that they can pop into that? Yeah, you could use yellow split peas or barley, but check if they need steeped longer, which is normally the case, especially for barley. Um, you could even use green peas as well, and um, that would change it up, give you different vitamins, etc. Well, that's a top tip right there because, you know, lentil soup is delicious. I am a big fan of the lentil soup. But sometimes, you know, it's nice if you just switch it up by adding, like you said, some yellow split peas or barley. Um, you know, just to you know keep the same framework, but you can change it up um, get a little something different, get a different taste, get different vitamins and minerals, like you said. Um, so, I mean, this this recipe that you've just given everyone is a, sounds to me like a great framework to to give people just so that they can sort of get some experience making some delicious homemade soups what kind of things would you suggest to people who are having to watch the pennies a wee bit that's maybe go with a nice stovies recipe and you can use square sausage or links veggie or vegan sausage as well or even mince use frozen veg or fresh veg frozen is cheaper than fresh i'll do the glasgow version of square square stovies but the recipe can be adapted to different things. Fry your square sausage for four minutes each side, removed from the pot. In the same pot, fry onions, diced for five minutes on a low heat. Add a cup of diced carrot and a cup of diced turnip. Cook for five minutes. Add sausage back and cook for a further five minutes. Add a cup of beef stock. Add um, two large potatoes diced and a cup of peas and cook till potatoes are soft but firm. Add salt and pepper to taste and thicken with gravy granules. If you're using vegan sausage, I'd cook your onions for more caramelisation for the flavour and add quickly quality stock. Need a better stock because you've not got the flavour from the beef. That's a top tip right there because you're right, normally the the meat would be bringing that sort of depth of flavor. So switching up the broth that you use would would hopefully sort of balance that out if if somebody um, doesn't usually eat meat or is maybe trying to cut back on that a wee bit. Um, Also, Andrew, I love that you called that the Glasgow version um, with the square slice. Uh, You know, we're we're lucky here in Glasgow that that is a part of our lives. But you'd also recognize that that's maybe not available to everyone everywhere. um, You know, that there may be some uh, regional deliciousness that can be added in there for for folks just to to help them get in on that one. Um, Because uh, stovies and soup here, you know, they're both very hearty meals um and one that ones that can have a a a really high sort of nutritional content and fairly easy to make i would say andrew is this sort of like on the beginner level of of cooking yes i would say it's very easy it can all be done in a one pot which is great for washing up or if you've got um, not got enough space um and you're getting everything it's just served from there as well another tip would be if you could even use like leftover ro- uh, roast stuff on a Sunday, that's like Aberdeen stovies served with oat cakes and uh, pickled beetroot. Mm. And that's great for your nutrition as well. There you go, guys. Top tip if you're uh, in the northern parts of Scotland, then, then get your, your good beef in there. I know that uh, soup, for example, is good for like batch cooking. You know, you make a big, big pot of it. You have a little bit then, and then maybe you portion it up and can pop it into your freezer. Does stovies 
freeze okay? What what would you recommend along that? Yeah, Stovies freeze perfectly fine, but just make sure there's a bit of gravy to the top of the, so that it's not uh, the freezer that doesn't get freezer burn. So just make sure you put a wee bit of a gravy on top of the vegetables and the potatoes. Oh, I would have never thought of that, Andrew. That one's a good one, because you know it is. I'm a single person, for example. I'm, I'm not cooking for anyone else when I go up the road, um, and I find that if I do, I, I, I struggle because cooking. You know, it's it's hard to do for one. Um, so doing stuff like soup or stew, for example, is a great way that I can I can have homemade cooking, um, that I can feed myself there and then on that day. But then also that that I get the benefit of that effort sort of later on by being able to portion it up and and put it into the freezer. And uh, most soups, all soups, I would say, are 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 good for that. Is that? Is that a good gut feeling of mine? Yeah, all soups are freezable. Um, just make sure you use them up. Andrew, you've already passed along quite a few really, really good tips here. But do you have any other winter cooking tips or highlights that you want to share with folk? Christmas is a great time of year to buy cheap vegetables as they're trying to sell all their other meat products and stuff. So you can use that for soups and stews as well. Freeze for a later date. Um I'd say it's probably the cheap, cheapest time of year for veg, which is actually quite surprising. Um, and I, I do that myself because when I make something, it always ends up too big, too many portions, mm. even though it's for two people. Uh-huh. So I've always got batch stuff in the freezer. <laughs> um, um, you know, I'm I'm just thinking um, what sort of uh, is available everywhere, it seems, at this time of year. And that's those uh, veg packs, you know, the ones with the carrot and the turnip and the tatties, usually there's yeah. in there. Um, and if you find them with a wee yellow sticker or something, and you know they're even sort of cheaper in that sort of way, um, and just those three th- things alone, they make a great base for a lot of, of, of recipes, don't they? Yeah, I would say you could use use them for the soups and the stews that we're talking about, the stovies, etc. And what it also says, if you could add some pulses into your stews, that would get make it more nutrition and more filling. And there'll be more um, vitamins, etc., in it, and with the pulses. There you go. That's a top tip too. So maybe you could put in a wee drop of meat, but you make it go further by adding in pulses or lentils or something like that. That's a that's a top tip right there, Andrew. Um, and if fi- you're happy with your flavour from the stock, etc., you could thicken with the with your yellow split peas or lentils instead of then adding the gravy granules. Um, you're only really adding them if you're for the, a wee bit of extra flavour and a bit of depth but if you're doing that with your pulses you won't need that etc just taste it and salt it and I think that's probably a, a, a key thing here too is to just taste things along the way right you know so everybody's got a slightly different sort of tolerance for spice or chilli uh, I like a little bit of chilli in these things but I appreciate that others don't um, but tasting it along the way will, will help you give you a good idea of, of where it's at for you definitely because sometimes like when you've cooked out and you've put veg stock in, etc., you would then put the the salt could be too much for some people, um, and you don't really want to be putting white sugar into things. So if you want it a bit sweeter, I would add, either add honey or add a wee bit of like brown sugar or something for flavour. Ah, okay, good, 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 good to know. Well, thank you very much, Andrew. I know that you've got a very busy cafe waiting for you to get back. Um, and uh, I really, really appreciate you taking a moment to share some of these top tips, these recipes with folks, and hopefully encourage a few people to try something at, at home. Thanks very much. And I hope you enjoy the recipes and hope you have a great Christmas and festive season. Thank you, Andrew. Sunny G Radio. Your station, your creation. And finally, we speak with Geraldine Minors counseling coordinator at Revive, about how to combat loneliness and isolation during the winter months. Thank you so much for taking a moment to join us here on the podcast today. Could you introduce yourself for everyone, please? Sure. Yes, I'm Geraldine Miners, and I'm one of the lead counsellors at Revive MS Support here in Govan. Thank you for taking a moment because we're going to sort of wade through some of the concerns that people might have during the winter it is a hard time of year i find it a little bit tougher um being a creature of the sun um uh, and uh there are probably a few others out there who feel the same way um so um what kind of concerns do you see coming up this time of year geraldine 
Well, I think, yeah, the winter can be a time that really gets people down. And at this time of year where the clocks have just changed and we're we're thinking, OK, it's six months till we get back to summertime. Um, it, it can it can be a bit daunting. Um, I think particularly for people with any kind of mobility issue, things like potentially icy pavements, uh, dark nights, safety concerns around that, um, fear of catching viruses, catching COVID and, and all these horrible things that seem to get a lot more prevalent in the winter um, are all all barriers. And actually just the lack of sunlight. I think people just find it depressing, especially here in, in Scotland. Uh, we're getting up in the dark and then by the time people get home from work, it's dark again. So that can just be a bit of a downer. Well, what advice then would you have for folks who are experiencing some of these issues? Well, I think the first thing I'd say is to try and find what there is to appreciate about winter because it's not all bad. Um, I'm, I'm actually a Londoner, as you can probably tell from <laughs> my accent. And um, I've lived in Glasgow for a decade now and I, I love the winter, uh, partly because the weather's not as disappointing in the winter <laughs> as it is in the summer. Sorry, that's really mean. <laughs> but actually you know there are there are lovely things about winter you can enjoy the fact that it's hopefully cozy indoors um maybe even get around a fire um there's perhaps less pressure to be active i'm not someone that absolutely loves exercise and i feel in the winter there's a lot less pressure to be to be active and out and about um some of the winter food there is to enjoy is really enjoyable and Although the festive period can be a bit of a double-edged sword, um, actually Christmas can be great. Halloween, fireworks, night, all of these things can, can bring their pleasures with them. So try and find the, the bits of winter that you really like. That would be the first thing I would say. Um, I think a, a few other bits of advice. If you're somebody that really struggles with lack of sunlight and you think that actually is affecting your mood, then you could even consider getting uh, one of those daylight lamps. They're, they're quite common now and easily available from all good retailers. Um, known as a SAD lamp, I think, a seasonal affective disorder lamp. Uh, but some people find those helpful, especially to wake up to. Um, they find that that bit of sunlight helps them also uh, taking vitamin d which is a vitamin that only comes from sunlight um, is a really great idea especially here in scotland and we know that lack of vitamin d is actually associated with um, multiple sclerosis as well as other conditions as well so that's something that's very cheap to to buy and to take um I think getting outside is something that we perhaps forget about a little bit in the winter, but getting outside every day and whatever the weather, just putting on the clothes, um, going and kicking the leaves or experiencing the the, the refreshing air um, really, really helps with mood. And also when you get back indoors again, it just feels so much better um, when you've been outside. And if there's any way that you can continue to engage with nature um so that might be putting up a bird feeder with some seed and then watching all the birds that will come to your windowsill or your back garden if you've got one um maybe you can plant something in a in a pot uh on a windowsill um some lovely winter plants around like cyclamen which uh, bloom all through christmas um i would say also Reaching out to other people is vital. Um, it's easy to feel a bit isolated at home in the winter time. So using the technology that we have to just get in touch with a friend, um, try not to worry about whether they're busy or you're intruding on their life. Um, I'm sure they'll tell you if, if you are. <laughs> so just, just go for it. <laughs> you know, give someone a call. Um, you might well find that they're feeling as lonely and as down as you are. Or, or think about somebody else who perhaps doesn't have as much company as they'd like and, and reach out to them. So that's a long list, but those would be some of my ideas. No, that's a, a really good list to get started with. What advice would you offer to people sort of around technology and the ability to perhaps tackle some of their concerns? So I think one of the amazing things actually about the pandemic as awful as it was was that it really brought a lot of people into the 21st century in terms of ability to use mobile phones to use video calling zoom or even just whatsapp video calling or whatever and there's no reason why we 
should have to stop using these things um, now that the pandemic is over. If you're feeling a bit isolated at home and perhaps it is hard for you to get out, why not schedule a time when you'll actually have a video call with somebody else and um, or even just work alongside them like be side by side so you're both on a screen and you can see each other and you feel perhaps a bit more like you've got someone in in the room with you um even if you're both getting on with something that you want to do or reading a book or whatever it might be so these are some of the ways that um i think technology can help people feel much less alone in the winter and i think i think you're right i want to back you up on this geraldine because there were a lot of opportunities that we saw during during the pandemic where things like zoom based activities were were totally the norm and and you could you could go to a choir you could you could have a yoga class yeah. i mean if you could put it in front of a camera Do um a quiz. <laughs> aha you know and I, i'd like to think that there are still these opportunities out there maybe not as many as there were um but they're definitely there there still so you know definitely um using as a an opportunity to speak to friends and family um but also there's the opportunities hopefully to to do a sort of activity or a hobby with other like-minded folk but but doing it maybe via zoom or skype or or whatsapp um you know there were there were quite a lot of of good things on offer at one point and I, I think there are still a fair few that are available yeah. um for for folks still especially folks who are maybe maybe not as mobile in the winter um maybe have a little more difficulty getting out of the house for whatever the reason yeah um that this is this is a, a good sort of middle ground where they can still have some interaction some social some social time but maybe you know take the pressure off some of these um challenges for folk that maybe you know prevent them from leaving the house as, as often yeah absolutely um there are also lots of courses um online uh some that you can just buy into and just watch you know whenever you want in your own time but also interactive courses like i know here in glasgow the language institutes like the goethe institute and the alliance francaise offer online french and german lessons i mean it's just one example there's loads and loads of things that you can do so it's worth googling and seeing what might be available geraldine what can people do to um help reduce some of these issues we've, we've touched on a few already but is there anything else that you would add to that um i think i think one of the things that often makes people feel low is is worry um and there are lots of things that we can be worried about at the moment obviously um in terms of events that are happening around the world but also here at home many people are struggling with the cost of living and um, winter is a more expensive time because every time you put the heating on you're thinking about what those bills are going to be so I think worry is something that can really keep people feeling low so if if anyone out there is is someone that knows that they are a worrier and that they tend to ruminate and go round and round and over and over the same thing in their head um, I would really advise you to just think a bit about the purpose of worry and how much is it actually helping you because uh, if if worry is about planning and making good decisions about doing things differently then that's obviously great but if worry is just taking you round and round in a loop and not going anywhere then it's just going to make you feel really depressed so one thing I often say to clients here is um, to use something called a worry tree so you literally split your worries into things that are things that you can do something about and things that you actually can't do anything about and the things that you can't do anything about um, try if you possibly can to let them go and there's a few different ways you can do that you can try and have a picture in your mind for example of your worry as being like a a car going past on a street and you're just going to let it go by and not climb inside and start trying to drive the car um lots of different mental images like that and then the things that you can do something about try and make an actual concrete action plan for what you're going to do um and do some problem solving and if you if you find that hard to do on your own then get a friend uh, find a friend or find um an advisor like maybe citizens advice or you know anyone who you think could help make a, a, a proper plan and then put that into action and then hopefully you can let worry be a thing that isn't a big feature of your life and that will make you feel much much better 
Um, some really lovely tips there, Geraldine. Because um, you're right, there there are a lot of things that could could keep someone's mind in a sort of more anxious state or um, give them worry. And, and you're right, some things that we, we can engage with and, and hopefully resolve, but there are some things that we just can't. Um, and it might be frustrating, um, you know, but finding a, a mechanism um, to to help reduce some of that at any rate, you know, could be a massive benefit. At least it clears the deck for the stuff that you you can worry about and do something about. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully you take some of those off the list and then the worry list becomes smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, And therefore, you know, therefore allowing somebody to feel better, um, you know, uh, about what's going on and and what's going on around them. So are are there any resources or, or places that you would like to signpost people to, Geraldine? Yeah, I think if you're struggling with your mental health um, and you know that you're feeling really down um, or anxiety is is taking a hold of you, then I would really encourage you to to reach out for help. Um, To tell someone is the first and foremost thing. But there are lots of services around that can be really useful. So um, just a couple that I would point people to. One is... um, NHS Scotland has a new website called Mind to Mind where you can actually see people talking about their own mental health struggles and the things that have helped them. So if you just Google that or just have a look for the link, um, which will be with this this uh, programme. Um, NHS 24 in Scotland also now has a new mental health hub. So um, when you phone in with a mental health difficulty, you can actually speak to somebody who is trained in mental health and can give you some counselling. So if you are really in crisis with your mental health, then definitely phone 111 um, and explain that and, and, and you'll get to speak to somebody who can help. Some really great advice there, Geraldine. Thank you very much for for sharing some of those details with us. And um, yes, just to reiterate that, they will be included in the show notes um, for for this episode if somebody is is interested in checking those out. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like to to share with folks or or add before we finish up, Geraldine? I think the final thing that I'd say is that if you're feeling down, um, if you're feeling lonely this winter, I can guarantee that you're not the only one who is. Um, it's easy to think that everyone else is enjoying themselves or busy with their families, but um, there will always be other people around who are in a similar situation to yourself and who you can bring some real joy to if you reach out and contact them. So don't be a stranger. Um, don't be don't be stuck inside by yourself. Um, reach out to other people and uh, things will feel a lot lighter. Oh, that's a lovely note to uh, to round off there, Geraldine. Thank you so much for, for sharing um, some of this information with folk and hopefully that anyone listening out there who does need some, some support with their mental health um, will feel emboldened to check some of these out now. So thank you very much for your time, Geraldine. That's a pleasure. Sunny G Radio. Your station, your creation. Revive was set up in 1984 by people living with MS and their families and helps people manage the physical, emotional, social and financial impacts that come with a diagnosis of MS. Anyone affected by MS can use Revive services and can be referred by a health or social care professional or self-referred. For more information, please visit revivemssupport.org.uk.